Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. And in case you missed it, we dropped a brand new stretching collection that can be used to improve mobility and bookend your favourite sweat sessions. Mamma Mia subscribers get unlimited access to Move and we drop new workouts every single week. If you're on the hunt for movement that makes you feel good, head to move.mamamia.com.au and use the code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. You're listening to a Mamma Mia podcast. Mamma Mia acknowledges the traditional owners of land and waters that this podcast is recorded on. Welcome to You Beauty. I'm Shazzy Hunt and this week I'm joined by makeup artist extraordinaire Rosie Kalina. Rosie is a visual artist who works across fashion, film, television and editorial. And if you aren't already among her 50k plus Instagram followers, get amongst it. Head over to our show notes and you can find the link there because I need you to check out some of her unbelievable eye makeup creations because we're talking about them today. And I'm also hoping she's going to reveal to us how us rookies can attempt them. Rosie, welcome to You Beauty. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'd love to start today by hearing about your beauty journey. How did you become a makeup artist? So I've always loved makeup. Honestly, since I was five years old, I've been rummaging through my mum's makeup purse. And apparently I was like four years old and I would, you know, take her MAC Russian Red out of her bag and just like apply it to my lips without even looking in the mirror. (laughs) I also watched, you know, a lot of film and music videos when I was a kid. So I just always just looked at the makeup. So it was kind of inevitable for me when I finished high school to go to makeup school and yeah, dived right into it. So essentially I've been a working makeup artist for the past six years. So it was really after I finished school that I decided that I wanted to to do makeup. And you're a proud Wemba Wemba and Gunta Jamara woman. I wondered if the history and cultural significance of Aboriginal face and body painting has at all influenced your own approach to makeup artistry. In a sense, so I guess with how we live now, living in, you know, a, and I won't say post-colonial because it's not post-colonial, it's still an ongoing process or, you know, project that we're living through and surviving through. And so many of our practices that we would have done before colonization they were taken away from us. So a lot of it we don't actually have exactly how it would have been beforehand. However, we literally have body memory and we pass things down generation to generation through stories. And so I believe in the way that we carry that on is how we adorn ourselves. So just for instance, like my grandmother and my mother really passed down to me what it means to have pride in the way that we look, not in the necessarily in the way of assimilating or, or trying to please the male gaze or, you know, the colonial gaze, but more so doing little things for yourself to make you feel beautiful and finding those rituals. And of course, you know, as you mentioned, our women have always adorned themselves, whether it be with feathers, with ochre, anything like that. And so I guess we just adapt it to how that fits us now and taking care of our skin for our health and radiance and beauty. And, yeah, so I think it changes and adapts over time, just like us, you know. 
I mentioned your Instagram account at the top of the show. And like I said, I suggest anyone listening, go and have a look at Rosie's Insta right now, because I want you to have a clear visual of what we're about to discuss. Because basically what we see on your Instagram profile are these incredible, colorful, glossy eye makeup looks. And they're so dramatic and joyful and just unmissable. But where do you get your inspiration from to create these dramatic looks? Well, one of my most recent looks, you know, I used the Aboriginal flag colours. I saw. Oh, <laughs> perfect timing with NADOC week. <laughs> yes. Yes. So, you know, colours like that, for instance, it's it's pretty obvious. Like, you know, I'll, I'll go for that and think, oh, like how can I kind of make it look good on my eye? And so I kind of work from that. And with everything else, I love editorial. I love high fashion. So I look at a lot of images from the 90s, like 90s runway looks, even going back to the 1920s sometimes, how they use like, you know, Vaseline on the eye. I love glossy eyes. If anyone follows me, you know exactly what I mean. I've Uh been um, (laughs) doing gloss on my eyes for like the past seven years on Instagram. So yeah, so I think I look at lots of periods and like eras of times where people would use makeup in all different ways and yeah, and watching music videos, I've always loved watching music videos, 90s hip hop legends like Lil' Kim and yeah, like just so many, mainly women in fashion and film and music. Beautiful. And for many people, myself included here, absolutely, A mixture of browns, taupes, creams and black is about as wild as it gets when it comes to eyeshadow colours. And it's not that I don't want to use all those amazing colours, but frankly, I'm just too terrified it will look like one big hot mess. So I'm hoping you can help me and all my neutral shadow inclined friends out. What's the first thing you need to wrap your head around if you want to enter the world of bold and colourful eye makeup? Ooh, so I think you have to kind of let go I think a little bit sometimes you just have to kind of dive right into it scary (laughs) and you know it's funny because on my Instagram I guess people would think that I you know walk around with gold and pink and green however a lot of the time I will just rock a natural look don't tell anybody (laughs) anyone that knows me in real life will know that I usually like run some bronzer through my eyelid because I'm usually running late to an event (laughs) but when I do wear a look outside I actually really like to do a mono look so you know if I'm gonna wear for instance like an orange eyelid I'll just do the one orange all over the eye. So that's when, you know, if you're in a rush or if you're not that confident with blending, I really recommend doing that, getting like a cream shadow or an actual eyeshadow and just really packing that onto your lid and letting it look really bold. I think that's a really good starting point because it doesn't involve like using like five different colors and you know, you don't have to blend it perfectly. It can look a little bit, you know, structural, if I will. (laughs) (laughs) That's code for not perfect. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yeah. So I think you can get away with that a little bit, even using just eyeliners in your waterline. You know, if you really do feel comfortable and feel cute in, you know, the brown and and taupe colors in your crease, like pop like a, a turquoise in your waterline. I think that brings a look in together really nicely and like, you know, gives you a little something, but, you know, isn't too outside your comfort zone. 
In terms of products and tools for beginners, what do you suggest having in your kit if you're kind of starting out on this eye makeup journey? And are there any great brands or products you'd recommend getting your hands on? Yeah. So speaking of hands, I think the best thing to start with with your eyeshadow is honestly fingers. For beginners, I believe truly that you should get comfortable with knowing how to like pat out cream shadows or blend under your eye with your ring finger. And because of the warmth of your fingers, it actually helps blend in cream products really beautifully. The second, I love Morphe brushes, honestly, because they're so affordable. I love using those. I think they're really great, especially for beginners, because you can go out and get one of those big sets that they have. And it's pretty much got like every eyeshadow shape that you could think of. So I highly recommend Morphe. And what about in terms of colours? Are there any brands that do it really well and are also really suitable for novices? Yeah. So I have recently hopped onto the P. Louise train. I love the cream products. So it comes in this little tube and you squeeze it out on the back of your hand and then you pop it on the eyelid and they work very beautifully. So like I said before, like the kind of structural look, you can really achieve it with that. And if you're too afraid of cream, I would suggest, I think, again, I'm going to go to Morphe because, again, they have, like, really beautiful high pigment eyeshadows. I think you kind of need, if you're going to do something like this, you need the eyeshadow to help you out by being pigmented because you can't be just, like, trying to add the colour to build it up to get to that intensity. Yeah, exactly. It can be kind of scary and, like, a little bit disheartening when you're starting and then it just, like, isn't blending out and it's not coming out as opaque. So I highly recommend, yeah, getting something really pigmented like that. Yeah, even, um, you know, the Suva liners as well, like where you add water. Again, it might seem intimidating, but they're super pigmented once you get like the hang of it. So I think, yeah, the more pigmented, the better. And honestly, as well, there are a lot of brands from like Chemist Warehouse that are really, really good. Like Maybelline is a classic. You know, I've been using that since I was like a kid. So I think like their formulas are pretty good. Like they've got really good like gel liners and pencil liners as well that are really easy to apply. I want some step-by-step here. So let's say I'm going to a festival, some big outlandish event. Walk me through step-by-step how I would apply an amazing coloured creation. What's the first step as far as prepping and priming and let's go from there? Cool. So I am going to start at the very start. So when you do your skincare routine, I think that you should do just a little bit of Vaseline on the eyelids just to prep them because... Sometimes when you start doing your eyeshadow, you realize that you've got some dry patches. And I have eczema, so I know that that's a big thing for me. So doing that on the eyelids. Then the next step is to get a really good synthetic flat brush and get a good base. My favorite base at the moment is the P. Louise cream base, but you could also use my other favorite, which is MAC Soft Ochre. It's a paint pot and it's just stunning. It's so good. And it just completely cancels out any discoloration on the eyelid to make a really clean base before you put your eyeshadow down. So you want to put that all over the eyelid. I like to do it in tapping motions and then I don't set it. So I highly recommend not setting it. Mm -hmm. Now, the first 
color that you want to go in with, whatever color that may be, should be the darkest to start. What colors do I even know to use at this point? Like how do I know they're going to go together? (laughs) Okay, so I suggest maybe just starting out with two colors okay, or, or three. Let's do a warm sunset eye because I think that that suits everybody. Okay. So a warm sunset eye should be, let's say, a deep purple, red, and orange and yellow. So let's do like four colors. Okay. Oh, gosh. So, <laughs> <laughs> so where do the colors go? So let's start with a gel liner. So it's usually in a pot and let's do a purple one. So, you know, put that down over the base that you've already created as close to your lash line as possible. So you just want to really create depth because it's like we're painting, you know, so you want to start with like the deepest and then move up. So pop that on closest to your lash line. So you're really creating a nice like dimension and, you know, sultriness to the eye. Then after that, you can go in with the eyeshadow. So get that maroon or red and pop it on top. And so you're not going to go straight into, you know, blending it. You want to tap it in to the crease. So tap, 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 and really build that color up. And then once you have that color, slowly start to blend it out a little bit in windshield wiper motions or like little circular motions. Then on top of that, you want to do the lightest shade that you've got. So like the yellow or the orange. And you can always change this depending on your skin tone or the intensity that you want it to be. So pop that again, tapping over the red and then just keep blending, blending, blending. And you can always just go back. Don't be too afraid of making mistakes because you can always just add more especially with cream products, you can layer and if all else fails, I say put on a big pair of lashes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, blending is every makeup artist's favourite word. Why is it so important when you're doing this kind of eye look? Yeah, so I guess when it comes to a smoky eye or in this example, a sunset eye, you want it to to look quite dreamy. You don't want it to look too harsh and, and kind of choppy on on the eyelid because it can just look a little bit like just not cohesive it doesn't look as cute (laughs) and I like to blend 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 like sometimes even out to my temples which is definitely inspired by the 80s I love you know even blending out my blush all the way up to like my nose to like my forehead so I think it's about not being able to see kind of the edges or, or where it starts and begins So it's kind of like, yeah, this is my eyelid. Like, yeah, I woke up like this. I think it's kind of giving that illusion. And how do you know when to stop adding colour? Especially when you're going so big. Is there a point of going too far? That is a great question. And honestly, I ask myself that all the time whenever I'm doing (laughs) (laughs) Because I do, I paint as well. You know, I'm a visual artist as well as a makeup artist. So same thing when I've got a canvas with me, I'm like, oh, what do I do? What do I do? Best thing to do is to step back and not look too closely. So it's good to have like a mirror that's close to your eye and then one that's further away. And I think when you step back and you're like, okay, this is good. Sometimes I like to take a photo of myself as well. And I'm like, oh, you know what? I could actually do like with a little bit more blush. 
with blush as well or any pinks like that, I think you can go a little bit harder and add more pigment because the thing is colors like that actually fade throughout the day. So you want to keep that in mind. So sometimes it's good to go like a little bit more on the bold side because mm. your skin will kind of like, it'll kind of evaporate after a few hours. So that's what I recommend doing, just going a little bit, you know, more before you leave the house. But yeah, I, I think the best thing to do is to step back and even like leaving it on for like 10 minutes to kind of be like, oh yeah. And then coming back to it afterwards. And you mentioned lashes. Is there anything else in terms of finishing touches or embellishments that are worth adding? For sure. I've been going on about cream products <laughs> all day. <laughs> I just love cream products. So I highly recommend popping on a cream highlighter or a cream blush on top of all of your hard work because it just makes the skin look so luscious and so juicy. And I'm all about that. The other thing is setting your makeup. So mm. what I've been doing recently, instead of just spraying on my setting spray, I actually spray it directly onto my beauty blender and I kind of pat it into the back of my palm and then I slowly roll it all over my face. It doesn't smudge it. No, it doesn't. I know. I was really scared to do it, but it worked so good. So I wouldn't recommend putting it on top of the eyelid. Okay. Okay. I'm glad (laughs) you But definitely like under the eye, you know, everywhere else, it makes such a big difference. How important is that rest of your makeup look actually just when you've got the dramatic eye? Yeah, I think, yeah, it's everything because not all of us have perfect poreless skin you know I'm prone to a breakout and so for instance if I were to wear like let's go to like the lips for a second if we were to do a red lip look and then I left my skin bare Mm. I would feel like it would kind of bring out the redness like in a breakout you know just as an example I think it goes with the eyes as well like if you were to do a really dramatic eye and like leave the rest of the skin For me, I think it would bring out like the purple and blue in my under eyes because I have really naturally dark under eyes. So I think that would be my issue with it. But at the same time, I'm like radical self-acceptance as well. You know, do what you want to (laughs) do. That's just my personal, like for my face. Yeah. You kind of have to be aware, I guess, yeah, if you've got those undertones present that having those really bright colours might bring it out. So you might need to do a little bit more correcting. Yeah. You do you. <laughs> yes, yes. Whatever makes you feel beautiful, I think, is the most important and makes you feel comfy, go ahead. But, yeah, when it comes to the rest of the face as well, I love to use, as I was saying, blush. So I might run the same pink that I've put on my eye, you know, on my nose, for example. So it just kind of makes everything look cohesive and like a whole look, brings it all together. I'd be so scared of it being matchy-matchy, but you've just given me permission, so I'm feeling confident. Yeah. I love matchy-matchy. Yeah, I'm, like, totally against, like, traditional rules of makeup, so. <laughs> and the last finishing touch as well would just be to chuck a rhinestone on it. Honestly, you can go to the craft store and get a sheet of them. They're super fun. If you're finding that you've made a mistake, just chuck some rhinestones over it. That's what I say. (laughs) (laughs) And on that note, thank you for joining us on the UBD podcast and giving us all that shadow confidence. There are going to be so many sunset eyes walking around at the next festival I go to. (laughs) And if you're feeling empowered to try Big Dramatic Eye Look, we want to see your results. Post up your pics on the UBD Facebook group or tag at UBD Podcast on Instagram. 
Don't forget Erin and Lee will be back in your ears tomorrow with all the latest beauty news and I'll be back next week with another expert in the hot seat. Speak to you then.